1: Set your spirit on fire and let Dr. LaWanna Steins guide you to a life of purpose and fulfillment. To reach Dr. LaWanna Steins, call 760-315-1967 or visit atouchfromabove.org. And now here's your A Touch From Above host, Dr. LaWanna Steins. Oh,
2: then. bless you thank you so much for joining me i'm dr luana and this is a touch from above and the prayer mountain oh hallelujah right in ramona california how awesome is our god he is so awesome oh my goodness i just you know i'm so excited inside i just can't help but say that every single time oh our god is so good oh my goodness <clears throat> excuse me i've been uh fighting through this cold, and the devil is a liar. Amen? Amen. Well, I am so excited. You know, I, I just want to tell you something. I My message I titled today is, I'm a faith walker. Faith walker. Wow, wow, and wow. How about you? Are you a faith walker? Can I tell you? Oh my goodness, faith is so powerful. You know, I thank God that We have Jesus and his word to carry us through. But I want to tell you something. The key is faith. Wow, wow, wow. Faith is so powerful. You know, in Matthew chapter 70, reading in verse 20, this is so awesome. Listen to this scripture. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Oh, hallelujah. Let me stop there for a moment. Now, let's rewind. Why did Jesus say those words? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. Let me back up a little bit in Scripture in Matthew chapter 17. You know, you have to understand, let, let me read this. I'm reading out of Matthew chapter 17, reading in verse 14. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to Jesus, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and he suffers severely. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I thought to bring him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then his disciples came to Jesus privately. Why did they come privately? Because they were too embarrassed and proud to go to him before the public. And the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Jesus, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Let me stop right there. You see, faith is so powerful. Faith When you have Jesus' faith, you can move mountains. Faith, 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 faith. I tell people all the time, I am a faith walker. I am a faith walker. And that's true. I am a faith walker. And I say that humbly, and I say that before God, and I say it in the grace of God. But I want to read to you a couple of scriptures, and then I'll share share with you a couple of stories that— Prove to you. Oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, how awesome is our God. Let me read to you another scripture. In Matthew chapter twenty one. So Jesus answered and said to them, Surely I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain be removed and be cast in the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive Jesus gives us a couple keys here number one in the first scripture doubting don't doubt in the second scripture he gave us was believing you have to believe faith is the substance of things hope for the evidence of things not seen and without faith it's impossible to please God and those that come to God must believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him are you listening to me let me share with you. When the Lord spoke to my heart while I was in Korea about building a place of prayer, I had no idea what area in the United States of America that I was going to build a place of prayer. At first, I thought, well, maybe I'm going to be in Oregon, but it didn't work out. Okay, so I take off from the Oregon border and I stop at every major city. I stop at San Francisco, Sacramento. I stop in Los Angeles. I stop in Orange County. And each one of those stops, when I stopped, let me tell you what I did. When I stopped, I just rented a hotel and I just prayed. I prayed in the Spirit, prayed in tongues, prayed in the Spirit. Lord, is it here? Where do you want me to build your prayer mountain? Where do you want me to build your prayer mountain, Lord? I I need to know where it is. And I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm interceding. Don't feel anything in... In San Francisco, get in the car the next day, keep going. I was going to go all the way across the entire United States of America because I said, Lord, I want your perfect will. So then I get all the way down to Orange County, Los Angeles, and all the different places. And again, I'm spending the night there, I'm praying and fasting, praying, 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 praying in the Spirit, asking God, asking the Holy Spirit, where do you want your prayer mountain? So I had never, ever been to San Diego before. So I get going the next day, and we drive all the way to San Diego. Now we're in San Diego downtown, and we're there in downtown San Diego, and we're at Hotel 6. So here we are at Hotel 6, and I'm there. um, What is it? Hotel Circle or something like that? So here I am at Motel 6. I rent a room, and I'm just praying. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Now, remember, we stopped in all those other major cities, didn't hear anything, didn't feel anything, nothing. So here I am at Motel 6, the second day, the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and he says these words to my heart. When God speaks to you, it's not some big old thunder. It's not some big revelation. It's just a gentle sweetness to your heart. And the Lord spoke to me and said, um, behold, there is much land. That's it. And I said, oh, wow, Lord, is it in San Diego? But he didn't tell me where specifically. He just said, behold, there is much land. And that was it. Now my part was to pray and find out and to have faith. So then I ended up renting a little apartment, a little studio. And our team came. And we're trying to figure out, okay, Lord, where do you want us to go? So I went, first of all, to Escondido, rented an apartment. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Rented an apartment there. But the only problem was, guess what? I ended up, the, I rented it that afternoon. And then I got in the car and I was in the parking lot. I hadn't even, I didn't even walk through the apartment. I said, yes, okay, we'll take it. Paid three months in advance for the rent. And I thought, okay, I got to go back to Oregon and get our team, our other part of our team. So there I am driving out of the apartment uh, driveway apartment complex. And the Lord speaks to me. He said, not here. And I said, Oh my goodness. So I told my uh, friend who was with me, I said, give me the map. Let me see. Now remember, I've never been in San Diego. I take the map, I open it up and I think, okay, Lord, where do you want me to go? I don't, and then I see this little teeny road called 78 and it leads up towards the mountain. I said, you know what? Let's just take that road right there. So I take that road and I go all the way up into a little teeny town called Ramona. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to rent a hotel here, and I'm just going to pray. I said, I wonder if there's even a hotel in this town. So I found a little hotel, rented that little hotel, and I told my friend, I said, you know what? I'm going to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to go park right in the middle of the little town. And I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray in the spirit to see if the good Lord wants us here. So all of a sudden, the next morning comes early. We get up. And I'm right in the middle of downtown in Ramona, and I'm praying. I'm just praying four o'clock in the morning, just praying in the spirit. Lord, tell me, speak to me, Holy Spirit. And I'm praying in the spirit. And all of a sudden, the Lord says, it's here. I went, oh, no, I rented an apartment in Escondido. What am I going to do? So when the sun came up and I knew that they were there at the apartment, it was about nine thirty AM. I called the apartment manager and I said, hi, I don't know if you remember me. I went in yesterday. I rented an apartment, paid you in advance three months. I said, but you know what? I'm a preacher. And he goes, come talk to me. So I got back in the car, drove all the way back down to Escondido and I sat in his office and he looked a- across at me at his desk. And I said, listen, I said, I'm really sorry. I said, I'm a preacher. And I came here Um, I I was in Korea, and God spoke to me to build a place of prayer for his people. I said, I made a mistake. I rented a hotel, but this is not where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be up in the little town called Ramona. And he just looked at me, and he just looked at me kind of like stoic face, you know. And all of a sudden, he looks at me, and he says, you know, I never do this. And all of a sudden, he reaches down, and he opens up a drawer by his desk, and he pulls out a file. It's my file with my name And he goes, and he pulls out the check. He goes, I never do this. Usually on the same day, I make a deposit. But I don't know why I didn't make this deposit. So all of a sudden, he just goes, here's your check. He goes, I too am a Christian. You better obey God. And he gives me back the check. And I said, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So then I take the check and I tear it up and I go up to Ramona. And lo and behold, there's no apartments. There's nothing available. So we ended up renting a little teeny one-room studio with a little kitchen and a bathroom. I said, forget it. That'll work. Let's go back to Oregon. Let's get the team. Let's get the U-Haul. Let's let's get everybody where we're supposed to be. So we went back, got the team, brought them back. Now, remember, we got these two U-Hauls with all this junk in it. Well, okay, not junk, but stuff, all of our stuff. So the studio that we're in is less than 400 square feet. So... I said, okay. I said, you know what? Let's go drop this off at a storage. Let's take all the stuff out of here and let's take the U-Haul trucks in. I said, and I don't know where the Prayer Mountain is or where the land is, but we just got to pray. So we ended up unloading all the U-Hauls and we took the U-Hauls back, set up. I said, don't bring anything out. Bring us sleeping bags, bring a desk, bring a computer, and bring some kitchen, the boxes that says kitchen dishes. At least we can cook meals here. I said, we'll all sleep in sleeping bags and we'll have the desk here and the computer. And so as soon as they brought the desk and the computer and we rested for a day or two, I put up that computer and I wrote down the vision, twenty-five, fifty acres, a place of prayer, prayer cabins, Joshua cabin, Caleb cabin, Africa cabin. Now, remember, none of these are even done. These aren't even done. Joshua cabin, upper room cabin, Mary and Martha cabin, Abraham cabin, Israel cabin. I'm writing Amazing Grace cabin, Israel, Sarah. I'm writing all these things. The vision. I'm writing kitchen facility area for prayer, prayer grottoes. I'm writing all the things that I felt the Lord told me. So I'm writing because it's important to write the vision down. So I wrote the vision down. And then the Bible says many are the plans of a man, but you need the counsel of God. So what I did is I then I said, OK, guys, don't bug me. I'm going into prayer. And I begin to pray from early morning until probably two o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes three and four, I checked in as if it was my job. I checked in early in the morning, took a break, then went back into prayer, took another break, went back into prayer, and clocked out about sometimes it was even five o'clock before I'd finished praying. I was just praying in the spirit, crying out to God, "Lord, you got to show me the mountain." now This went on, and I was praying probably for about uh thirty days nonstop and the Holy Spirit all of a sudden speaks to my heart and says, "I'm going to open up television." And as some of you may know me by, don't you dare touch that channel. So the Holy Spirit speaks to me and said, I'm going to open up television. I thought, television? Lord, I don't even have a church. How are you going to open television? So here I am questioning God. And finally, I just said, okay, God, I surrender. Well, at the same time, I had been ministering and I was in, <clears throat> I had another meeting set up in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was going to do a three-day revival in Phoenix, Arizona, So as I was taking off to go to Phoenix, Arizona, I thought, you know what? I need a commercial, a 30-second television commercial. Now, remember, the Lord had told me he was going to open up television. I didn't understand what it was. But I knew that I needed a 30-second commercial for a revival that I was going to do in Phoenix, Arizona. So I called all the television producers in San Diego. I thought, good night. They want my arm and my leg. It's too expensive. So I said, Lord, you know— Oh, I can't find a television producer to make a 30-second commercial without having to pay $10,000. That's ridiculous. So finally, I thought, okay, I'm going to call one more. So I picked up the phone book, opened up the phone book, found just a little listing that says television producer, 40 years, blah, 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 Tom. So I called him up, and I said, hi. I said – I told him my name. My name is Dr. Luana Steins, and I need to do a 30-second commercial. And I'm a preacher. And he goes, preachers? I hate preachers. Bunch of cons, bunch of liars, bunch of hypocrites. And I just laughed. I couldn't help but laugh. And I said, sir, do you know what it's like being a woman preacher? You have no idea. I said, sir, can you do a commercial for me or not? And so he goes, why don't you come and see me at my office? So I went down to his office, and I sat there across the table from him, and he said, what do you need? and i begin to share and you know what i know that god touched his heart he said okay i'll do one for you and then so we did a 30 second commercial he said we're going to put bits and pieces together and i'll make you a commercial and go you know i'll make it so that you can send it off to phoenix for the television for your revival meeting i said thank you very much sir so we got that done a couple weeks went by and all of a sudden my phone rings lo and behold it's tom He goes, hey, are this that wild woman preacher? I said, yes, sir. I said, who is this? He goes, this is Tom, television man. I said, hi, how are you? He said, I want you to come and see me. My wife and I have been talking. Come and see me at my office. I said, okay, when? He goes, right now. I said, well, don't hold back. Tell me how you really feel. So I jumped in the car, and Jill and I went down to the television uh, studio where he was and he sat back. He was a little round, chubby man, and he puts his hands, you know, like holding onto his belt. And he's leading back in his office chairs, and he goes, I don't know what it is about you. He said, but you know what? I think you got a story that needs to be told. And I looked at him, and I said, excuse me? He said, I think you need to be on TV. Everybody needs to hear your story. I, I looked at him. I said, Tom, I don't have money for television. He goes, did I ask you for any money? I said, no, sir. He said, you know what? Can you preach? I said, give me a Bible and turn me loose. I said, you better believe it. He goes, can you hold it for 30 minutes at 2830 to be exact? I said, yes, sir. He said, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to film five in a can, 2830. And if I find out you're a hypocrite, I'm going to drop you like a hot potato. Do you understand me? I said, yes, sir. I said, sir, I'm about as real as you get. So I'm excited. And so he said, OK, well, that show went from five shows to over 2,000 shows. And we had 2,000 shows nonstop of filming. And then we ended up with another 5,000 shows. And before you knew it, we were on television in Phoenix, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado. We were All around the U.S., Atlanta, Michigan. I can't even remember all the places that we've been. But you know what? Tom ended up getting saved, born again. But can I tell you that God is the one who opens up doors that no man can open. And while I was in prayer, when God said, I'm going to open up television, I had no idea all that God was going to do. And he was going to open up that door wide open for us. And I tell you what, we have seen literally hundreds and thousands give their heart to Jesus. And what a joy that has been to see the power of God coming on on people all across the entire United States of America. But let me tell you something. Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and without without faith, it's impossible to please God. And those that come to God must believe that he truly is. Can I tell you, when God said, I'm going to open up television, I had no idea. Now, remember, over 40 years ago, God spoke to my heart and said, I'm going to open up radio. I had no idea How or when or where? I just would pray and say, thank you, Lord, for opening those doors. Thank you, Lord. You got to provide. You got to make a way. Lord, I'm trusting you and I will prepare for when my day comes. You know, so many times we don't understand God is working little by little on our hearts and our minds and he's getting us ready. So now, by the grace of God, I humbly say, we're on television every Sunday morning. We're on television every Wednesday evening. And by the grace of God, we're on radio Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Tell me we don't serve a God that is so faithful when we are faithful and when we trust him, you know, we can say to that mountain, be thou there removed. You know, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says that, you know what, we walk by faith, not by sight. When we understand that God honors our faith, God looks for those that will believe him. He's saying, will you believe me? Now, here we are in a little studio apartment for girls and a couple puppies, and we're waiting for God to show us where the prayer mountain's going to be. Now, remember, we don't have a big apartment. There was no apartments available. We're in a studio apartment, 400 square feet, waiting upon the Lord and praying and praying and praying. And one day, I was on my way down the hill from downtown Ramona down to El Cajon to the uh, television studio, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, there's your land. And I looked and I saw a for sale sign going up and the Holy Spirit said to my heart, there's your land. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be late. Tom hates when I'm late. I can't be late. I'll check on it when I get back. So all of a sudden I get down there, and we film our films and I get back and I stop in the front where I saw the sign. The chain is blocked off on the front and I lift my hands and I start praising God and I'm praying in the spirit and I'm thanking God for that land. And lo and behold, this lady and her son. Older son, an adult son, walks around from what they – now I call it the rock building. Walks around from the building, and she just stares at me. She wasn't saved. She wasn't a Christian. She goes, what the heck are you doing? I said, I'm just praying and thanking God for this land. And she goes, sorry, darling. I just bought it. My heart went – and hit the ground. I said uh, – but she, but she made a mistake. Let me tell you what she did. <clears throat> she said, come on. Let me show you around. do you know what the scripture says every step that you take shall be yours so as she was taking me all around the land now she was being sarcastic because she realized I was a preacher she goes I want you to know darling I'm gonna make me a bordello I didn't even know the word bordello and I had no idea what that meant she goes yeah I'm gonna put a bordello over here and I go what is a bordello and she just laughed I didn't know what a bordello was. I'm thinking it's a grocery store. It's like when I found out what it was, it's like, oh, my gosh, she's so ornery. And she was, well, she's walking me all around the perimeter, telling me I'm going to put a store here. I'm going to put this here and i am gonna put that there. And while she's walking me all around the property, I am praying in my spirit. I'm saying, thank you, Lord. Every step that I take, the land is mine. Thank you, Jesus. You gave us a promise, Lord. This is your prayer mountain father. So I covered the whole entire land and prayed over it. And then I said, so tell me about you. And she, I found out she owned a little restaurant in Ramona, actually a really nice restaurant in Ramona. And so by this time, I had already opened up a drive-through coffee espresso, and then I said, okay, I made her, I found out she was Italian, and I made her a really good cup of uh, mocha, a uh, double shot of mocha and made it, <laughs> you know, froth that milk really nice and make it really nice. I went to a restaurant. I said, hi, Lynn. We got to talk. And she goes, oh, there's that wild woman preacher. Wild woman preacher. Sit down. I said, hey. Here's a mocha for you. Do you like mocha? She goes, Ooh, this is a real coffee. She goes, Are you Italian? I said, I went to Italy to learn how to make this coffee. That's a fact. So then I looked at her and I said, You know, Lynn, I hate for you to buy that property. Now we had she had thirty minutes to decide about that property. She had already put eighty thousand dollars down, just in escrow. And I said, I hate for you to buy that property. And it's not supposed to be yours. I said, God spoke to me to build a prayer mountain. But I went down to film, and I missed that. And she goes, well, I'm sorry about that. I said, I hate for you to buy that land. And then she goes, well, darling, I'm buying it. So then I said, "Okay, enjoy your coffee. So then I left, and I came back a couple weeks. Stay tuned for part two. (laughs) It is so Awesome. I have to tell you the whole story, but I'm going to tell it to you tomorrow so you can hear the whole story. But faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And those that come to God must believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Oh, my gosh. Do you need a mountain removed? Have faith. Do you need a mountain removed? Pray. Pray. Do you need that situation changed? Pray. Don't doubt. Don't fear. Don't walk in unbelief. Trust God. He is faithful and just. He is awesome and amazing. I love you. Faith. Believe God. Tell Jesus, thank you, Lord. I believe you. Amen. I love you. Stay tuned for part two tomorrow.
1: Listening to a touch from above with Dr. Loana Steins for your financial support of any amount, you'll receive her book A Mother's Story. Send your gift to PO Box 2800, Ramona, California 92065. Visit a and come visit a church service 10 a.m. at 16145 Highway 67, Ramona, California 92065. Dress warm; it's a church without walls.
2: Are you distracted? seems like everything gets in the way. Come to A Touch From Above Prayer Mountain, 25 beautiful acres. Walk up to the cross or relax in a small private cabin to pray. Bring your leaders to pray. At Prayer Mountain, God answers prayer. Even Jesus had to get away to pray. Call today and make your reservation, 760-315-1967. Your answer is just a prayer way. A touchfromabove.org. Like the ravages of a flood, but I call on the name of Jesus and the I have victory over Satan. Glory to the King of
0: Kings. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn.